Welcome to the Relentless Podcast with your co-hosts Kevin and Melissa, where we discuss all things Christian living in a crazy culture. And we're back again. Another week. Another week. Man, it's like time is flying. I feel like this was, could have been seconds like, ago. Yeah, I just feel like we were just here. Uh, just, just really, I guess, I guess you're just good company. There yep. you go. Well, today we are talking about... Mm. Um, Daily habits of successful leaders. Habits to do every day. Yes. And, uh, and also uh, how, so to tell you about leaders that have had great habits, but then also at the end of this, we're going to talk about how you can make those decisions to have successful habits yourself. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. Okay. I think, yeah, when we talk about successful leaders, we're talking to you. So, um, well, the first one is we're just gonna go through all of them and then we'll kind of scale it back, talk about some things. But the first one is that uncommon leaders get up at the same time every single morning. Every single, what about Saturdays? Even on Saturdays. Stink. Definitely on Sundays. I am not a successful leader. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The second one is uncommon leaders start their work at about the same time every day. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, The third one is uncommon leaders pray at the same time every day. That one is harder. Yeah. yeah that one stings. Hit me a little bit. Uncommon leaders read the word of God daily. Yeah. Makes sense. Uncommon leaders habitually speak words of hope, confidence, and expectations of excellence. Words create your future and life and death are in the power of the tongue. Uncommon leaders have the habit of planning their day. And lastly, that uncommon leaders exercise every day of their life. Wow. Even on your weekdays? Even on your off day. Oh my goodness. So uh, some of these that we really want to go into just a little bit before we go into how you yourself can also uh, become a successful habit-forming individual. Uh, (laughs) That was awesome English. Thanks for helping me with that one there. But anyway, um, on these seven daily habits of successful leaders, uh, the first one, uncommon leaders get up around the same time every morning. And, And I mentioned before, I do notice that uh, I believe, what's, what's his name? I can't remember right off the top of my head, but really wealthy old guy still wakes up at like 5 a.m. every morning. Uh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, people just tend, people who get up early seem, it's like they seize the day mm-hmm. instead of letting the day catch them. Yeah. And, and in that mentality, it's like, I guess I, I would, have you, ever, have you ever woken up like a minute before your alarm goes off? Yes. Does it make you happy or angry? It makes you feel like you're like successful. You're like, all right. Let's do this. Right. For some people, it probably irritates them. I could have gotten that one more minute of sleep. But for me, I feel like, wow, my body's actually on like a routine. Like right. it's used to getting up right now. Yeah. And I really think it's kind of a ebb and flow there like for me. Because sometimes I wake up before my alarm. Not that I've had an alarm set for a while. Like I basically almost always am up by 7 or earlier nowadays because I'm an old man, I guess. Children. <laughs> That's just how it happens. Um, but yeah, it, it's like there's times where I, w- where I wake up like five minutes before my alarm. I'm like, oh. I'll just lay here. And there's other times I'm like, why am I going to lay here? The alarm's going to go off. And I hate the sound of the mm-hmm. iPhone alarm. Like, it doesn't matter Triggered. what noise it is. Triggered. But yeah, yeah, it is important to get up probably consistently. In fact, my mom, to, to go along with this of getting up at the same time every day, my mom had to learn this uh, habit forcibly uh, when she was working for the phone company. And she would be on the weekends because uh, she would wake up at like 6 a.m. for work every day to go to the phone company every day of her life until she retired. Um, 
And then on the weekends, later on in her life, she would try and sleep in. And she found that every time she slept in, she'd get a horrible migraine. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 like she'd need uh, prescription medication for this migraine. Like, and, and the doctor's like, well, you know, it's best for you to make a habit of getting up at the same time every day. And, uh, it's good for your body. It, it's good for your body. Something, something in it is getting off. And, and as long as she wakes up at the same time every day, she never has a headache almost ever. So I think it ties into the, the second, which is good leaders start their work at about the same time each day. Um, it says that Ernest Hemingway wrote every night from midnight to 6 a.m. And he would sleep from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. So if you are like, well, I get up at 11 a.m., but I'm going to go to bed at like, you know, 2. Mm. But are, to question yourself, well, are you getting work done? Right. Are you like, are you like, yes, you, maybe you are up the same amount of time as somebody who wakes up at 7 and goes to bed at midnight. But are you being productive in those hours that you're awake? Right. And, and it's true. It, you know, with that, um, I did mention before that a lot of people that seem successful wake up very early. But, I mean, you look at Ernest Hemingway. Mm-hmm. That's he was a night different. owl. <laughs> you know, creativity comes in the wee small hours of the morning, you know. Yeah. As I For tell my some. kids, yeah, I tell my kids nothing good happens after midnight period. Like it gets mischievous. I'm a grandma. I like by like 10 p.m. I'm like don't ask me for help. Don't ask me to write a paper. Like I used to be horrible cuz I used to procrastinate my homework and then it'd be like late and then I'd have like no mental capacity because right. I was it was late. So Right. And I think that's important to uh to to encourage people is like Wait, the ability to wake up early does not determine that whether or not you'd be a successful person. Mm-hmm. There is a correlation between people who wake up early and people who are successful. In the mm-hmm. same Which way, which is that, why it's saying it's the same time every morning, not right. early. In fact, I think say. it's uh, Joel Morian, um, an amazing podcast. If you guys want to go listen to it, I love this guy. He's an entrepreneur, multi multi millionaire, um, but he's also insanely in love with Jesus and uh, his amazing father. Uh, Joel Morian podcast he prays at the beginning of every podcast it's awesome and uh he is very flip-flop of that he he actually stays up late and like sleeps in like crazy he's like I feel like I'm an anomaly in comparison to his peers you mm-hmm. know so that's the other thing is in creating these habits um it's that old adage of like if you if you if you judge uh how's it go if you judge a fish's ability to climb a tree it'll always feel live its life thinking it's dumb Mm -hmm. well well understanding that god is uniquely and uncommonly gifted each and every single one of us so So how does god like how how do you function best where do you work best flourish best right and then of course with that being students in honor to your parents because just because you like to stay awake till four in the morning your parents might understand more (laughs) <laughs> then maybe you're able to perceive at this moment. Uh, still got to wake up at seven. You still got to wake up at seven, and your life might go better for you if you <laughs> go to bed a little sooner than that. So, amen. Right now, you might not have the determination, the ability to determine what time you get to wake up. Right. So, right. might be a good idea to go to bed by like midnight. Maybe. Uh, number three is uncommon leaders pray at the same time every day. That one hit me a little bit. I felt I really guilty that. instantly. Like it says, uh, your daily—it's like your daily appointment time with God. And, and the thing is, if you don't have an appointment, you—you you might never do it. Might not do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's like I was at a, one of my because because I go to counseling from time to time. It's healthy. It's good for everybody. I think it no matter where you're at. And uh, she was following up with me to make sure I had set an appointment mm-hmm. uh, with with my other person, and 
uh, when they when I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Like, let me check. I've been waiting to hear back from them, and they're like, oh, they probably won't call you back. And I was like, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> I ended up calling. Them, they're like, oh yeah, no, you don't have an appointment with us. And so, if you don't have an appointment, you'll never have the meeting. Yeah. You know, it's not on the forefront of your mind. No, and there's no reminders mm-hmm. for it. And so, mm-hmm. I think it's really important to, and I say this um, without currently living in this like when i was at work like going into church every week i felt like i had somewhat a regular routine of like this is when i'm gonna Mm -hmm. go and pray for a little while and really connect and now um during this time of being at home you know and really Mm -hmm. changing schedules i feel like it's a little more sporadic and and, it's more lax but there still has to be the oh i don't want to say rigid rigidness but i feel Mm -hmm. like it's the word that like there's a rigidness in routine Mm -hmm. in the fact that you don't want it to be so rigid that there's not the ability to like allow the Holy Spirit or right. like create relationship with God, but there's a rigidness in this is important. I'm mm-hmm. going to prioritize it. Right. Just like so. you would in a relationship. Like, exactly. Whether it's a dating relationship or your spouse, it's like if you don't plan a date night and you just wait for them to happen, well, they might win before you have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After kids, you better be planning this thing out like yeah. a few days out and have some money to pay childcare, you know, so... You got to be intentional. Yeah, or space your kids out like six plus years so they can right? watch each Just other. Watch each other. Um, the next one is that uncommon leaders read the Word of God daily, and this one I think that's so important. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 we have uh, at sunrise we have a really great um, outline that we follow from the Blue Letter Bible app. Um, not sponsored, but uh, it's the <laughs> two year outline, and I've I've done the one year uh, Bible reading plan. Uh, probably a couple times over my life, especially when I was in Bible college time. Uh, but I really like this two-year one because the way it's set up in the Blue Letter Bible app and that we have, that we use at Sunrise, is it goes, it hops like Old Testament, New Testament. And what I find through it is it also starts weaving, like you might read a couple chapters in Second Samuel, and the next thing you're reading a couple chapters in, you know, uh, in, in Titus or something. But like all of a sudden you start to see how the book literally is woven together. Mm-hmm. woven together. Have you seen that that chart where it shows like the the timeline of the Bible, Genesis Revelation, and it shows like a rainbow arching mm-hmm. from like one chapter, one verse, and how it's it it looks like yeah, it looks like literally everything is connected yeah. in the Bible. It's like God knew what He was doing. It's crazy. Um, I think that this is one of the most important things, and it says uncommon leaders read the Word of God daily. But I think as a follower of Christ, that you cannot sustain your relationship with God without being in his word. Like I think as charismatic, Pentecostal, whatever you want to call us, like as believers who believe that God speaks to us Mm -hmm. and we want to hear his voice and we want to be led by his Holy Spirit. If we don't know what he's saying, Mm -hmm. we can't decide if it's just our thoughts or God speaking and God speaks to us through his word. And so we might be sitting there waiting for God to say something to us, but we don't know what he's already said. Yep. Um, and a lot of times when he speaks to us, when we want to hear his voice, he reminds us of his word. Right. Because his whatever he speaks to us personally is never going to contradict his word. It's always right. going to be in the line with it's his not word. not like he's up there changing his mind and has uh, different input on different scenarios. Well, everything changes except God. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I, I was going to say, just to finish that, yeah. that thought there was like, Think, just think about like when your relationship with, um, if you were dating somebody, mm-hmm. go, if you were in a serious relationship with somebody, 
go one day with zero communication with that person. Right? You're going to, one of you guys is going to be offended. <laughs> right? Did you <laughs> read my text? No, I didn't read your text. Why? Like, like, there's going to. you hate me? Like, exactly. are you mad at me? You know, go one so whole real. day with not talking to your spouse. Like, see how not... that goes for you. <laughs> you know, <Feed> and we're <laughs> it's supposed to be in relationship and communion with God. So, you know, he's. He's sending us texts all day long in his word. It's eternal. So Well, and I think we were talking about habits and building patterns of making good decisions and having mm-hmm. the right thought processes. We get built up when we read the word of God. And really, right. I don't think that we can sustain our li- own lives without being encouraged with the word of God. I think it also goes along with prayer because right. you're going to spend time with God. You're going to... Yes, you bring him your list, but you bring him adoration. You bring him worship because he's worthy of those things. But that's where you get taught what you're, who you are as a child of God, who you are as a co-heir of Christ. Like when you spend time in the Word of God, like you have to every single day because mm-hmm. you're not you're not going to know what you're supposed to do if you don't. So if that's not a pattern or a habit of yours mm-hmm. now, like like we said before, like. Whatever happened yesterday is gone. Like, mm-hmm. you can't dwell and be living in regret, but you can make the decisions that you're going to make today. Right. Replace your 35 minutes, maybe an hour and a half of scrolling on Instagram and TikTok when you first wake up to, right. even if I'm just laying in bed, like, I'm going to open up my Bible. I'm going to open up my Word of God. I'm going to start the day right. I'm going to start the day communing with God. Right. I think that's so important. Like, yeah, there's yeah. really nothing more important than that. Right. Like, everything else aside, like, if you're not praying and spending time in the word, mm-hmm. like you, it's going to be tough. You can't do, eventually. you're not going to be able to do all of those things partnered with God. Right. So, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, Charles Finney even says, you know, like the busier I get, the more I cannot afford to skip my time with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And pastor Dan talks about that too. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the biggest things that encouraged me about like just the leaders in my life is I would come, come to school early. Cause you know, I went to school at the church. But I'd always see Pastor Dan there. He'd always be the first one there praying. And um, when you want to be a leader, when you want to lead people, you first have to allow yourself to be led by God. Because he's going to teach you how to be a leader. Like, yes, you put good leaders around and they're going to disciple you and teach you. But there's no better teacher than the Holy Spirit and when he reveals the word of God to you. So Absolutely. Well, well, on the the fifth step here, so, you know, um, after reading the word of God daily, this one's kind of my favorite point here is this uncommon leaders habitually speak words of hope, confidence, and expectations of excellence. Words create your future. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Um, and, and the word of God goes on to say and describe that a whole lot more. I mean, right words can turn away an angry person from you and make them your friend. Proverbs 15.1, a soft word turns away wrath, you know. Right words can breathe energy into you and everyone around you. Proverbs 15.4, a wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Right words can energize and motivate your whole life. Proverbs fifteen twenty three: a man has joy by the answer of his mouth and a word spoken in due season, how good it is. There's more, and I, you know, if you want to look at them, Proverbs 18, 21, Proverbs 12, 6, Proverbs 12, 18. And the one that I liked here was in 12, 6 is right words can get you out of trouble. But the mouth of the upright shall deliver him. Mm. <laughs> I love it, it because there's so much truth, obviously, in all the word of God. Uh, all of it is truth. But, I mean, we get in trouble. And 
we do dumb things and even find ourselves in bad situations. And, and I believe that God gives us wisdom to avoid those in the first place, but also even righteous people, you know, missionaries and people who are out doing the work of the Lord. Like I remember one scenario, me and Madison were going to on a mission trip, my oldest daughter, Madison on a mission trip to the Philippines. Uh, and it was a medical missions trip. So we weren't going with all the people that our church normally goes with. And so it was literally, I had never been to the Philippines. I, I mm-hmm. and and we were going with a whole bunch of doctors and um, a, a doctor. Some and Ke- some Pastor Kevin is not a doctor, in case anyone was wondering. No, I'm not. Uh, I do. I do portray one on TV. No. Um, but with that, I, I we had the meeting before we left with all the other doctors and, and the dentists, and they said, "All right, um, well, we're going to be bringing our tools, Kevin and Madison. Do you think you could bring an extra suitcase each?" And we'll put all of the glasses in them because we were able to get a ton of generic prescription glasses because we had optometrists coming with us. And so we had two suitcases that were uh, 55 pounds each, like of, of glasses, like, like prescription glasses. And so we brought these there. And as we got off of the airplane, we're looking for these bags. We're here in the Philippines. One, we're the first people there by m- several hours. Oh, gosh. And and because that's just the t- flight times that we could afford and everything. And so we're waiting there. It's the middle of the day. No one's there that we know. We're just hoping to find uh, the contact that we don't know who we're looking for, what Can his name confirm, is. Can Filipino airport's not somewhere where you want to spend an extended amount of time. So we ended up waiting like four hours eventually before we even found someone that we were supposed to get that was apparently waiting in the parking lot the whole time. Oh, jeez. Right? So, um, thankfully I think the Holy Spirit must've let him, he came up to me. He's like, are you, are you, uh, are you pastor Kevin? I was like, yes, I am. Oh my goodness. And so, but anyway, so when we came out of the airplane, what I'm saying all this to say is, uh, words that can help get you out of trouble. Right. And so we got off the airplane, our two 55 pound bags of glasses, which probably could sell for thousands and maybe more of dollars on the market out there or something came out of the thing with giant white X's written all over them. And they were over by security after everything had come down. So we had to go down, talk with them. They had scanned them. They put them to the side. They were basically going to, we found out later, they were going to basically make us pay them to get our luggage because, you know, some corrupt nation stuff as well as mm-hmm. um, that's what they do. They think doctors are coming in and they're trying to do something and they have money and they're going to take your money. And, and like, mm-hmm. I was like, are you serious? And this is what the doctors told us when they got there. And so, I just had to trust the Lord. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. It was my first time being out of the country independently, you know, and I, here I am confidently leading my 18-year-old daughter who probably could have led the trip better than me, you know. <laughs> um, she could administrate the second coming. And I'm like, okay, Lord. And I just had to trust him. I told him exactly. I said, I'm, I didn't, wasn't misleading. I said the truth. I said, we have some doctor friends. They're coming eventually. Um, I don't know when. We are going to go to some of the communities and we're giving these glasses away for free. Uh, because we want to help people to be able to see in, in, in these communities. And they, they, literally, he called another guy over. They were talking in Tagalog, and I didn't understand what they were saying. And, mm-hmm. and finally, after some hemming and hawing and whatnot, they finally let us go. I was, like, stressed oh. out to the max because yeah. I didn't know what to do. But I've also heard how the Lord has told people to say things and not say things. Mm-hmm. And how the, that has delivered people uh, from peril. And I think this is really important is to know that uh, the, 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 the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it, eat its fruit. You can either be eating the fruit of life or the fruit of death. Mm-hmm. And what are you saying over yourself every day? And it was a bit, this is the main one I wanted to talk on for me personally was because it just encouraged me. I've had to change my own habit of, of speech 
Yeah. Not say I'm dumb. Not say I'm tired. Like, it's quit tell, telling yourself you're tired. If you keep telling yourself you're tired, you're always going to be tired. Yeah. When everyone asks you, how are you doing? Oh, I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm tired. Like, I don't care if you're tired. Say, oh, I'm good. I'm great. Like, start speaking life over yourself. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm alive. You know, mm-hmm. this one guy at Sunrise, every time I'd ask him how he was, he would say, phenomenal. You know, like, <laughs> like I was like, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. It's powerful for you. Good and how you speak to other people too. Right. And speak over the people like leaders speak words of hope, confidence, excellence over the pe- over other people. Before it's like just how you speak it to yourself before it's true. Speak it to other people before it's true. Right. Before or it's always true. It's always true. But speak it maybe before you see it. Right. Knowing that you're speaking, like it's our job as Christians to call out the greatness in people, to call out what God sees in people that. People already know they're condemned. Like people know that they're sinners. People know that they're people know their mistakes, whether they own up to them or right. not. Like I think if we can think about ourselves, like we are very aware of our shortcomings mm-hmm. often, unless you're a narcissist. But we'll pray for you too. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but it's our it's our role as followers of Jesus to to call out people the greatness, the, how much they're loved, how much they're appreciated. how god sees them and how god created them so absolutely that's important too yeah uh number six here uh i mean you got uncommon leaders have a habit of planning their day we talked about that we did talk about it before uh, two episodes or so ago and um check that out but yeah like mary Kay, she she said you know have six steps for your day Mm -hmm. because i mean there was a season in my life where where i just i wasn't planning my day enough and so I every day felt like I would go to bed not having accomplished enough and wake up in the morning wishing I, I did more. And you go to bed exhausted, mm-hmm. having gotten nothing accomplished. Right. It's not the exhaustion that comes with like the satisfaction mm-hmm. of fulfilling the day. It's the exhaustion of trying to live in the chaos that you're creating for yourself. Exactly. And that, that's really what it is. And it's, it's not like that you don't have... like chasing your own have... tail. Yeah, it's not that you don't have time. It's like, I'm pretty sure I've seen a little old cartoon strip about it. You know, a dog looking at, uh, oh yeah, no, my, it, it was, it was my nephew's cartoon strip. That's funny. Um, <laughs> it's so cute. Uh, my nephew, uh, he, he made a, a cartoon strip about his dog, Loki. And, uh, and it was, it was him sitting in the morning making, making himself a to-do list for the day. And the to-do list consisted of, you know, Go pee in the grass, bark at the bark at the squirrel, you know, uh, you know, do do this chew on his toy and 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 at the end of his day, like checking it off. And I was like, it's so true. If you, you can have such satisfaction if you if you can mentally and and physically measure mm-hmm. that something happened today. Yeah. And and especially if you're dealing like with depression or so, or, or, or or you have a tendency to do that, like and, and that's something you battle. It's really important to be able to measure that you, you what you accomplished. Mm-hmm. So I mean, just write it down and be able to check it off. Yeah, and I think we talked earlier about like making different goals, even like one year mm-hmm. goals, which for some might seem crazy, but mm-hmm. I like I can assure that people like successful people that you see and you want to be like and you aspire to be like, mm-hmm. they have goals. Right. Like they have goals that. They are accomplishing today. They have goals that they are working towards for tomorrow and their future. Like, successful people don't just, like, very often don't just happen. Like, you don't just stumble upon success. You you work towards success. Um, 
And it happens by, yes, you plan your day, you plan your month, what do I want to accomplish this month, which can look kind of like New Year's resolution kind of goals. Sure. Like, I mean, I made a goal, like I wanted to read a book a month, and then I realized like, it's kind of a low goal, but like... I was, reading, me, zero, so I was reading go, zero yeah. books before, so, right. and, like, once you kind of do it, you're like, oh, this is, you can kind of push yourself more, and, like, well, mm-hmm. next year I want to read three books a, a, a month, or right. um, I want to make this amount of money. Well, if you make that kind of goal, then every single day you work towards that goal. Absolutely. Um, and that, and once you hit those goals and you, like, yeah, those people, those people have goals long-term and the goals that they're working towards. So, I mean, it's important to make a, a plan for your day, a plan for your month, a plan for your year. Have goals and have – because that, that creates a sense of purpose and that creates a sense of accomplishment. Right. Absolutely. No, and it, it, is, it is really important. Uh, you know, the last uh, seventh mark of an un- uncommon leader is they exercise every day of their life. You know, and, and exercise can look different for everybody, but Harry Truman, uh, if you don't know who he is, look him up. He walked an hour a day until he was 80 years old. I was just on phone uh, this morning with, with a guy who's 90 years mm-hmm. old, Dr. Fred Bishy, and, and he's a really successful individual um, in, in his field, and he works out every day. He goes mm-hmm. on a run every day he can, and when he can't, doesn't, when he can't go on a run because the weather's bad, he has like this these Tai Chi type qigong like exercise like punches and kicks and stretches that he does yeah it's amazing and i I think that having physical toughness builds your mental toughness which builds your resolve to keep to the habits that you have 100 percent. you know instead of getting fat fatty tumor lobes on your brain because you're just turning fat and lazy right it will help you live a long time definitely (laughs) great well uh last two little points as we close up this episode here um, I want to ask these questions here. Is what causes a person to reverse their bad habits in their life and make new ones? Well, uh, the, 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 the last little point here is, is you have an awakening. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. one, all of a sudden something clicks in your brain of something that you have un- overlooked before of a dream inside or how things could have been and, and how and that you'd be like, man, I could have been this. I remember um, I was watching this. Tara, uh, Tara and I had watched... An entire uh, sorry TV series, and it was like ten seasons, I think, and and it came to this climax, and the end of the season of the entire show ended right, and this guy had saved the world a dozen times in, in that time mm-hmm. frame, and I was like, I've been watching this since the first season. What have I accomplished mm-hmm. in these ten years? This guy has saved the world from 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 demons and from witches and warlocks and everything a dozen times and and and, and werewolves and and he saved the world and what have I, what have I done in 10 years <laughs> and and it was kind of humorous because it was a TV show uh-huh. um, but it was also a reality check like hmm, I've spent 10 years watching this show yeah what have I accomplished over the last 10 years and it you know I wouldn't say that was an awakening but in it's some a good ways thing it... to ask yourself though you're like okay. Maybe I need to set some bigger goals. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'm not going to save the world, per se. Right. I'm not Jesus, but... Right. But, yeah, and then, like, also, uh, number two is is uh, how can you reverse those bad habits is you won't change your life until you change your habits. And you won't change your habits until you hold on to a dream. And we talked about that. It's beautiful. Seeking you really got to seek it. God's vision, seeking God's purpose for your life. Right. And then lastly, uh, as we wrap up here, is you won't change your dream until 
uh, until in some ways you become a little frustrated and angry with your present. And I think Which that, is what we're trying to make you guys do. Right. <laughs> you know, it's true. And like, and, 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 and I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole here, but like a lot of people right now who have been out of work or stuck at home or not able to go to school, it's causing some, fr- some frustration. Mm-hmm. Well, if we don't like how our life is, let's do something to change how yeah. our life is. You know, um, if you don't like your career, do something to change it. If you don't like how your room is because you're in your room all day, every day now. don't like your friends. <laughs> don't like your friends. It's okay to change your friends. It's okay to change your friends. My, my, uh, I, talk, I had a conversation, I'll end with this, uh, with a Christian Australian uh, billionaire. And Always Peter, flexing with how much money I, I love it. He's a, I, I actually spoke with a billionaire. It's Continue. amazing. And um, whose desire is to release more billionaires that are believers and Christians on the planet. So I, I'm, I'm still holding on to that promise. But, um, and he said one time that, that in your changing from one season to the next, sometimes you need to leave old things and sometimes old people mm-hmm. uh, in, in Not the past. elderly. <laughs> People from your past, uh, in the past, because they just won't get it. They, they can't share the same vision that you have. Yeah. And, and with that, he said, so I called up my friend, you know, I'll say his name was Jerry, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like, I call, so I called up my friend Jerry, and, and uh, he didn't answer, so I, so I left him a voicemail. I said, hey, hey there, Jerry, you know, uh, I just want to let you know, I've changed a lot of things in my life lately. And, and I mean, really great breakthroughs happening and, and, and business. And, 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 you know, I'm having to learn how to get rid of a lot of bad habits and get rid of a lot of... Uh, bad influences in my life. Well, if you don't hear from me, you're one of them. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> but it's true. And yeah. it's okay too. I think it is okay. And I mean, when I gave my life to Jesus and really like submitted my life to him, I had to lay down some friends. I was, I mean, I was 14, very influenceable. I ended up not having a ton of friends at school. And a lot of my friends were at church. Um, and at after I did lay down some bad influences, I was able to become friends with people who weren't Christian, mm-hmm. obviously, at school. But um, just having to look around and being like, am I able to influence these people or are they going to be influencing me? Yeah. So. Okay. That's well, good. that's good. I mean, maybe next time uh, we'll be able to talk a little bit more about your own personal success habits, uh, not just of other leaders. But mm-hmm. I think uh, if you guys took even what we shared in the past couple episodes here and applied them, uh, even one of the points you'll be doing great. Let us know. Write a five-star review, okay? Yeah, no, don't write reviews. We don't don't take reviews. Bye, guys. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Relentless Youth Podcast. This is Kevin Johnson here. It's been my pleasure. I hope you enjoyed it. And please make sure to not to leave us a review. Definitely not a five-star review.